Welcome back and consider the following. Roads, tunnels, bridges, mass transit systems, airport runways and control towers, telephone lines and cell phone towers, dams and reservoirs, hurricane barriers, levees and pumping stations, waterways, canals and ports, electrical power lines and connections, fire stations and the equipment, hospitals, clinics and emergency response systems, schools, law enforcement and prisons, sanitation and waste removal facilities for solid waste, wastewater and hazardous waste, post offices and mail delivery, even parks. These are things that you don't really think about until they stop working. Think about it. Think about it. This episode is on infrastructure. Now, I don't know if I would ever think to click and seek out a podcast where some random dude is explaining and talking to me about infrastructure. But my job as a teacher, I think, is to be a salesperson, half of my job, and to convince you that this is interesting and worth thinking about. Huh? And I didn't major in engineering. A lot of architects, engineers, and urban planners are the ones who deal with infrastructure. But the more I learned about geography and the more I thought about, like, what does it take for a society to function, the more I was like, yo, infrastructure is bonkers. Truly. And I might have just completely blown the sail right there by saying something's bonkers. And you're like, okay, who is this guy? Who is this guy? I'm going to be essentially just introducing, and it's almost like the concept of infrastructure, like what it entails. And then I'm going to be asking the question, why is infrastructure so important? And really, because last two two weeks ago, the episode was um, HDI and development. And I made the argument that it seems like what is necessary for a nation or a society to develop, we're not talking about, and we're not going to say become more civilized, because that's complicated, but we are going to say developed. Check out the most previous episode. I argue that infrastructure is necessary. So I'm following up in this episode with like, well, what is infrastructure? I really like this thought i got it from thoughtco.com i get it's a dot com not dot edu or dot gov or dot org deal with it if it's wrong let me know they say infra infra means below so infrastructure structure that's below below structure and they're saying like yeah like sometimes infrastructure literally is below the ground but it really the way to think about it, it's like it's below the radar It's the invisible things that are happening every day that make society function that you don't have to think about. 
I had said this in a much earlier episode in within this unit, but think about like the beginning of your day. If you are a, uh, I wouldn't even say middle class, like lower class, and I suppose that's a decent segue to say like not everyone has the same experience. So I'm not going to say that like everyone has running water, but I'll I'll speak for myself. I wake up from an alarm that's charged with what electricity like where does that come from i walk into the bathroom turn on a light again electricity uh either the house is cool or it's heated how is that happening i turn on a faucet put water on my face like that's like running water and my spoiled self's like i don't even know if i want to drink the bath (laughs) The bath sink, the bathroom sink water. Yeah, I'd rather be filtered. Go downstairs, coffee beans. I've, I'm about to make coffee. The coffee's already being made because the coffee maker is running on a timer and it's all electric again. Where's that electricity coming from? Where did the coffee beans come from? How did they get to me? Because I certainly didn't grow them. And when I'm looking at it, it says it's made in Colombia. I drive to work. What's the car made of? How did all those materials get to be put together? Where did they get put together? How did they go to the place that I bought it? I roll up on a car, buy the one, the new car. I bail on the other. Where does that one go? Anywho, I'm on my, on my way to work, driving on paved roads. And if you're hearing that and you're like, yeah, well, what else are roads? They are not always paved. Not only that, the roads are paved, but there are not that many potholes. And if there are, I will probably make a comment to someone in the car like, yo, this road stinks. Get to work. I work in a building with heat, AC, electricity. Everyone else got to that building on paved roads. I eat lunch. Where did that food come from? I'm using the internet while I'm at work. Imagine teaching now without the internet. What is that and like, where is that coming from? How is that getting to me? Go home, enjoy the rest of my day. Take out the trash maybe, take out the recycling. Out of sight, out of mind. My dogs are uh, wrestling in the background and I feel like as I say that, they might come out. So if you hear dogs, That's Jack and Cricket. They're chilling with me. But infrastructure is all those things I listed in the beginning. That's infrastructure. It's uh, it refers to structures, systems, and facilities serving the economy of a business industry, country, city, town, or area, including the services and facilities necessary for its economy to function. Now, like economy to function, the economy is a singular thing that's made up of a million different parts, right? Like I, as a teacher, I'm not necessarily serving the economy. I'm serving potentially the future of the economy. I'm one, creating consumers in this capitalist society, but two, I'm creating a next generation of educated people who can create jobs and create value within our society. So sure, I'm serving it. But like I swing by the gas station, I buy gas. 
I go to the grocery store, I buy stuff. People are on their way to work. So infrastructure's all the stuff. I'm not saying society is the economy, but society is kind of the economy. And the economy is functioning when people are able to work. And even if they're working from home, what do they need? The internet. That's Jack. You have two different... Uh, hey buddy, two different types of infrastructure. You got hard infrastructure and soft. We're going to be focusing on hard infrastructure today. And that is essentially like the large networks constructed over large periods of time, which enable a modern country or region to work. I got that from the department of geography from the university of Cambridge. They break it down into transportation, housing, energy, water management, communication, solid waste management. Soft infrastructure, on the other hand, is everything that is needed to maintain the economic health and cultural and social standards of a country. So that is governing, economic, agriculture, forestry, fisheries, healthcare, educational research, culture, sports, and recreation. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in there. That's <laughs> that's Jack getting all amped up and he's wrestling. What's up? Good boy. He's a good dog. So I'm going to go back to the list. I'm not necessarily interested right now in governance, but you need a functioning, organized, ideally effective government to, again, what are the goals of a society or a group of people is to one, currently function, and two, continue to function. Now, perhaps an anarchist is going to listen to this and say, like, you fool. You don't need government to function. I would argue you need some form of order. Let's say that form of order is organized and you have people who have a vision and they're trying to move the country forward. If you don't have a functioning infrastructure and we can talk about what a functioning infrastructure means in a moment. It's difficult to have your society currently functioning, and it's certainly difficult to focus on continuing to function in the future because if your infrastructure is not effective, it's kind of, it's similar to think of like if, I don't know if you watch the show alone, but in like survival situations, people are like, okay, I need to build a shelter, I need access to water, and then I'm going to like build traps and perhaps set up fishing nets. They are using that energy to try to save energy for the future. So it's not every, every single day they're not like, I need to go, eventually in the show alone they get to that point. But they're trying to avoid that every single day they have to go out and get stuff they're hoping that I can get something that's going to last me. So when I have like a fishing net set up, I don't necessarily need to spend three hours fishing. The net is out there. It's, it's serving me the whole time while I'm doing something else. I go out, I check for fish. If I have fish, great. Traps. I'm not walking around or running around chasing rabbits because that takes energy and time. I set up traps and the traps do it for me. And then looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, your basic needs, so food, water, shelter, warmth, I feel like that goes with shelter, 
if that's not being met, you can't do the next thing and like create, I don't know, like I watched a guy build a dock on alone, which helped him with fishing. You need to meet the basic needs. So if your society doesn't have infrastructure, it's difficult for you to like be moving into the future when you're constantly worried about getting the basic things to your people. I feel like I'm hoping that analogy worked, but I feel like it's difficult to even consider because as we said, infrastructure is below and it's almost like below the radar. We don't always think about the implications of what happens when blank shuts down until it has. Like think of Texas. Was that last year when all of a sudden they got ice and like their pipes froze and the roads were ice and they were not ready for it which there it's texas so i don't i guess they just weren't thinking about it reasonable like what happens when the roads shut down what happens when the roads are flooded okay i'm in my house okay what food do you have in the fridge and how long is that going to last you Two things. How long is it going to last you if the electricity continues to function? And then how long are you going to be able to last without being able to travel to the grocery store? Which I'll talk about that in a moment. How long will you last if your fridge stops working because the electricity goes out? Food rots. We don't think about that that often. because we have a fridge or a freezer. I buy something, I put it in there. I don't, I truly, when I go grocery shopping, when I'm putting food in the fridge, and again, I could be spoiled. Let me know. When I'm putting food into the fridge, I'm not either like saying a prayer or triple checking the fridge. I'm like, gosh, I hope this doesn't shut down. I think about it periodically, right? Like the thought enters into my mind. It's like, it's gratitude, right? It's like, you, thank you. I'm thankful that the fridge functions, but it's not like a weekly thing where like fingers crossed, are we gonna be able to use the fridge this week? And if that were to be all of a sudden removed from my daily life, that's a tough one. Going back to the grocery store, let's say like I'm able to travel on the road finally and i get to the grocery store what's required for all the stuff that's in the grocery store to be in the grocery store a lot of things but certainly roads so now all of a sudden like i get to the grocery store and there's a limited amount what are we is it every man for himself or every person for themselves are we rationing what happens when that runs out That's just roads and, electri and electricity just in one aspect, and that's the fridge. Looking at like mass transit systems, I see trains and rails. Yeah, I think people getting around and commuting, but also like resources are transported around through that. Telephone lines and cell phone towers. Like what if cell phones go down? or the internet goes down. 
I like I'll manage. But let's say if, like me individually, like okay, well I need to find a new way to entertain myself. Uh, I I'll read. That's not that bad. Um, I guess I can't text, but like I have my I mean I have my wife and my dog, so like, and I can walk to see friends. Am I like am I still going to work? Well, if the internet's out, well, okay. How do I, when there's a snow day, let's say, how do I know? I get a text or I get an email. What if that all of a sudden gets removed? It's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to work. Cause I can't get an email. Are they going to write a letter and like mail it to me? Cause that's going to take forever. So think about like my job isn't really a uh, product-based like service think about let's just say grocery stores and how much they need to be communicating with all the steps that's required for the grocery store to function as in like farmers growing the product shipping the product the medium of whoever's shipping it going to the ports getting on a train getting on a car like whatever they can no longer communicate with telephone line so they can't talk on the phone or like the internet it'll be it's plausible but we're going back significantly in time and like to the point where it's not it's not gonna function it's certainly not gonna function because like it we have done it before with without the internet and like communicated but we are so dependent on that now and perhaps they have a system but to like writing letters or a telegraph like think of when the telegraph which was the beep, 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 which traveled through lines so the same thing as telephone lines that's essentially like hey on this train is this product it's going to arrive here this is how much it costs all that communicating is what done through a letter are you kidding me so how is all that stuff when i go let's say that the internet's down telephone lines are down and i go to the grocery store i'm like expecting the food to be there i don't think about it but there is so much that went into that in regards to communication that is infrastructure and i'm currently talking about um in a developed society where that cuts out, we should also think about in a moment, why is infrastructure important for a nation to move forward and develop? But going back down the list, I mean, dams and reservoirs, not that like if it were to stop, like it's not like all of a sudden the dams break, but drinking water, that... I don't know what would happen. I, cause I've gotten into discussions with friends about this. Like, do you trust people when things get difficult? Like if there's no longer food because pick your poison roads are out or the telephone lines are out. And so is the internet. It's difficult to get food. So now I'm eating groundhogs and grass in Harrisburg. And there's only so many groundhogs and it's only going to last me. I'll try to make it last a few days, maybe a week. I'm gonna be hungry, I'm gonna be very hangry. And then 
Everyone around me is now competing for those groundhogs. How cool do you think people are going to be? You think we're going to come together or no? I said, I don't think so. Like the whole having guns thing, self-defense. If I had like a functioning garden in my backyard and we were in not every person for themselves, but we're like infrastructure is down. And I hope you understand what I mean when I say that. I am now on alert that people are going to catch wind that I have a garden and they're going to be checking it out. Why? Because they're hungry. And I don't know if we fully recognize in our developed society, the places people will go when they're hungry. And I'm not talking like, man, I skipped lunch hungry. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I mean, if we can't even agree on masks, like imagine we can't agree on masks. I mean, that's going to be less relevant. We can't agree on masks. Plus we're hungry and hangry. Um, electrical power lines. We talked about that, like the national power grid. Where, where is that energy coming from? And that's like, that's infrastructure detail. But like, imagine if that were to go out fire stations and the equipment. So, and that's the same thing as like law enforcement that counts as infrastructure. They're like those are things in the background that like when a problem arises, they ideally handle it. No comment on defunding. We're talking about what the purpose should be. Hospitals, clinics, emergency response, very similar. Schools, boring. I want to do a podcast with my brother for this topic. Sanitation and waste removal facilities for solid waste, wastewater, and hazardous waste. Because that is the other part of infrastructure. Our new favorite term that we is... Wait, I'm going to do the deep voice for this one. Uberly underrated. You don't think about this. Maybe. But... What, like, you you buy stuff? Grocery store. I notice just, like, how many things are in plastic, and I just, I honestly start to feel anxiety. But... Uh, hopefully not uh, plastic water bottles, but even like seltzers and the cans and all the containers with the food came in or the boxes or even all the food and everything you consume when you're done with it. What do we do? We put it in the trash of the recycling. People show up. I, I place it outside and then people show up and then it just disappears. Does it cease to exist? No, certainly not. That's infrastructure. Like that's the, the below the radar things you don't think about, but someone deals with the trash. Like, thank God for the people who handle picking up the trash, but also like, thank God or science or engineering, whatever you want, whatever is your God, um, for this system in place, like when I'm one house and I have a huge, I have two trash bags filled with trash and a recycling bin filled with recycling. 
Look at all the houses around me. There's 330 million Americans who are also creating trash, some more than others. Set so, like average four people in a house. 3.5. All creating trash. Where does it go? I, so I wanted to, my, I had mentioned my brother. He is an engineer dealing with race, waste, <laughs> race, waste removal facilities. So like landfills. And he's designing ways to just deal with this stuff. That doesn't, you can't just like burn it. I, when he talked about it, I was like, dude, that's crazy, actually. And like, it's happening all the time. And you don't notice it, like, let the people who collect the trash, are they like trash people? <laughs> you know, like, is that mean? I don't know what the, I'm trying, like bus drivers, right? Police officers, trash people, trash collectors. What is that? The people who collect the trash, like if they were to go on strike, which has happened in the past, like go ahead and give it two weeks of you dealing with your trash and it just being outside. Like it's gonna be out in the streets. And then, and this is a good swag, segue, swagway. This is what I'm saying that like, I don't know why I speak for a living because I have such a hard time speaking. I combine words and I just mess up phrases and idioms. It's terrible. But the segue is, you might be thinking like, people not collecting the trash for two or three weeks and there's trash on the streets, that's terrible. Like, yeah, that's a very real reality for a I don't know the percentage population of the entire planet, but there's some really rough situations in regards to trash and how they handle it. And it's not that they're like, yeah, it's all good. They don't have the infrastructure to deal with it. So it just stays there and they're living in it. So looking at, looking back at infrastructure in regards to roads transit i mean airport runs with runways and control towers that's a wild one too just a brief tangent like all the planes up in the sky at you know like tracking all that that's just crazy man like this is why we need computers roads mass transit telephone lines cell phone towers dams and reservoirs uh, waterways, canals, and ports, electrical power lines and connections, sanitation and waste removal facility, facilities for solid waste, wastewater, and hazardous waste. Oh, and post offices and mail delivery. Still a thing. Why are those important? I believe I talked about why they're important for societies that like currently have them, like developed nations. And just to think about like if one of those were to go away, which natural disasters tend to be the thing that does it, then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? And like recognize the complexity. It's like that thing Jordan Peterson said, I think I said this before with a car. The car is a singular thing made up of thousands of different parts. And you don't recognize the complexity of the car until the car stops working. And then it's like, well, what's going on? And it's not like we just push this or flip this switch like the oh the off switch went off or the on off switch went off. It's no one of those thousands of parts like something's messed up. There's a misconnection and you got to find it. 
That's society. That's one aspect. The other aspect is, for why infrastructure is important, is the continuing to function and moving forward in regards to developing. I was about to say developmentation. This is what I'm talking about. Is that I... A part of me wants to Google it, but another part of me is like, there's no way that developmentation is a word. Anyway, why is it important for like a nation or people that are trying to develop should focus on infrastructure? How that's done is taxes, which means people need at least jobs or like some sort of income, which needs infrastructure i guess but like think about this a less developed nation and this is the alone analogy i was referencing more energy is focused on bringing what a i would say as a white male living in sorry white middle class male living in a developed nation would say as like normal things like water or food if more energy is required to get that as in the water is not coming to you the food is not coming to you or you have to go to it and it's it's brought to a certain place let's say like the market or we would call it a grocery store but the roads are not paved or they're not well kept like I'm driving, excuse me, down local roads, let's say I'm going 35. But once I get on like more major roads of the highway, I'm going like 50 to 60 to, I'm gonna say it, maybe even 70 miles an hour. There's no way I'm doing that on a dirt road or a road with potholes. My, my car's screwed. That's if I even have a car, too. So I got to walk to wherever I'm going, or I have to drive slower to wherever I'm going. That means that's more time. And this is what I was saying about, think about the implications of the telegraph and the railroad on time and space. More time is needed to get the more basic things if a society lacks infrastructure or has less infrastructure. And if more time is required for that, which we would call the more basic needs, less time is devoted to developing an economy or developing your nation. Now, what does that mean? I'm not an expert in this. So truly, please let me know if I'm wrong. But you're just in a sense, trying to create some form of business, <laughs> good at business, that can be consumed within the society or like exported out. Because that can create jobs, those people can be taxed, you can then pave the roads, you can do other things like you improve the education system. But let's say like a less developed area, let's say like, well, what, what's your value? What do you do? Like, what do you offer to the board? We're talking about the game. They're looking around like, well, we grow coffee beans. Like, okay, that's great. You grow the coffee beans. 
Can you get the coffee beans out? And like, let's say that's their industry, right? And like, people are working on the farms. Can you get the coffee beans out? And, well, I, this would be, I guess a question I would have would be, does the amount of supply matter? Because let's say like with coffee, is it like supply demand? Like the more supply it is, is like that decrease, excuse me, the value. I'm sure you're making more of it. Like the more beans you sell, the higher the profit. So then like, okay, we wanna produce more beans or increase your scale, think about what's required. Like in order to have a larger scale production, again, it was possible with writing letters and I'm not like trying to be offensive that saying like, it's either you're writing letters or you got cell phones, but telephone lines and cell phone towers, you need that communication. You need, let's say the dams and reservoirs so you can use that water for your agriculture so you can spread it out. You need the roads to be able to get things in and get things out. You can then, if you're able to do that, you can offer something of value and then you can, one, one, you can offer it. And then two, you can continuously supply it as long as your infrastructure is maintained. Usually, how do you maintain infrastructure? Taxes. How do you get taxes? Your people need to make money. How do they make money? They have a job. How do they get a job? There's supply for something that is being offered within that society and or outside of that society. So like if a, let's say a village's industry is creating shirts or phones that are like being sold outside of the nation, all those employees I guess ideally live around those factories and like they now have jobs and they want to like go out to eat. They're going to get taxed, but they're going to like go to the mall and buy stuff too. Like they're only doing that if they can get jobs and they can only get jobs. Let's say these factories, if the factory can function and if the people can get to the factory and the supplies can get to the factory and if the supplies can leave the factory. I, maybe I have sold you on something. And if anything, and we'll call this homework, just think about your day. And you've probably already done this if I guess you're listening to the podcast, but just think about your day and observe the infrastructure, the uh, below the radar stuff. I don't know, think, I'm not gonna like literally make this homework. I would say like, think about what you're doing and then think like, does this require infrastructure? And then what percentage of your actions throughout a typical day require infrastructure? What we're going to do is start to look at less developed nations and societies and think about like, okay, what is there, what's life like for these people? It's not just going to be like, this is not turning into an infrastructure unit. I'm just like the guy that's obsessed with it. I'm not, 
I'm just a dude that was looking at geography and then was thinking about like society. I was like, wait a second. I started to notice the things that were below the radar. And I was like, yo, we need public parks. If anything, post offices and mail delivery and public parks, that's that's a must have. Gotta have it. And I gotta have my infrastructure. Why? Because I like coffee from Colombia. I like my peaches down in Georgia. <laughs> I like my peaches down in Georgia. How do I get to Georgia? Infrastructure. It all comes for full circle. First circle. This is what I'm saying. I can't talk. Why do I even try? Why did I pick a job where I have to talk? I would say like 90... 95% of the time when I'm talking, it's like going well. And then I just say like, it's going for sugar, <laughs> for sugar. Oh gosh. Well, that's the episode folks. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. I sure did. Next week, we're going to look at life. What life is like for people who live in a much less developed nation. We're going to look at HDI. And what's their life like? Through the lens of infrastructure. Peace.